commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's remember to have that courage that always comes with us. Do we have that courage today? Who's got that courage? Let me hear it from everybody. Let's do this now. Let's worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. It's so good to see you guys. Who's happy to be here? Father, I thank you for every youth, God, every leader in this place, Lord God. Just in an attitude of worship, I want you to surrender your mind right now. You came from school, you came from home, you came from somewhere, but this time is the Lord's. Jesus, we give you our minds. Jesus, we give you our hearts, God. We set our focus and our affection, Lord God, to love you, Lord God. And we just lift you up in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. to feel that freedom that comes from Jesus, freedom to spin, freedom to jump, freedom to sing, freedom to shout. Oh, Jesus, I pray that your joy, God, will fill us tonight in your presence, God. You said in your presence there are pleasures evermore, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing, you came to set the captives free.
Smile. 
Yes, Lord. Let us burn for you, God. Let our hearts be only yours, Jesus. Let us not have half hearts that we give to the world and that we give a little piece to you, God. Lord, let us submit all to you, God, because you are the one who pulls us closer, who takes us deeper, who truly loves us unconditionally, God. Let us open our arms wide today and surrender for you, God, to receive all the blessings and all the gifts that you give because you give great gifts, God. Lord, let us store our treasures in heaven and not fall for things of this world, Lord. And I pray that when we open our eyes, we have a new vision for you, God. And we have our love that overflows and abounds in you, Lord. And let us just meditate on your love every single day, especially in this moment, Jesus. Pray for the youth tonight, God. We pray for awakening in them, Lord. And we pray in your great, great name, Jesus. And we all say, amen. What's up? What's up? We're here at Elevate. Oh, y'all sound like you're tired or something. Like you had school this whole week or something. Like where's the energy at? Y'all probably more excited for your classes than you are to be at Elevate right now. So when I say Elevate, y'all know what to say. Elevate. There we go. That's a little better. I didn't see Brian move his mouth, so we're going to do it again. Elevate. Elevate. What? 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 God is good all the time. I said God is good all the time. It's okay. Say, everybody say, Brian, we still love you. We're here at Elevate every Friday night, 7 p.m. You know our address, so I'm not going to say it. And we got a vision here, loving God and loving people. Who knows what loving God means? Anybody? Mm. Mm, that's good. I see a lot of hands raised. Man, y'all know everything up in this place. I'm going to call on somebody random, so get ready. Oscar. Oscar. Oh, oh, he's cheating. He's cheating. What's it mean? What's it mean? I can't see that. I'm sorry, bro. What was that? It means loving God. That's a terrible answer. It's worship God with passion and obey his commands. But he was close, so give it up anyway. Amen, amen. And then we got... Loving people. Who knows what that one means? Alyssa. Oh, my goodness. Go ahead. Sharing the word of God. That's one. That's like halfway there. And helping others. In what? Their time of need. Woo! Let's go! It's okay. Sometimes we need a little help to get there, but it's okay because she got there. And then we got a goal, which is 100,000 disciples with 50 churches and 500 around the world. And you might ask, how can we achieve that? That's such a, a great number, 100,000. Who's ever seen 100,000 people in one place? That's what I thought. There's only like four of us. It's okay. But what that looks like is what it's going to look like here. And the way we're going to do that is through our strategy. And our strategy is connect, mentor, and send. Even though it's not coming up, you know, I'm going to explain it anyway. Because you know what? We got to be ready in and out of season. So we're going to connect you through the 101. We got the ambassadors. 
Oh, wait, I made a mistake. I said through the 101. I meant life groups. So we got the ambassadors. And we got the resistance. Oh, snap. Dang, that's, that's just not fair. Okay, it's over, TJ. Just shh. And then we're going to mentor you in the 101. Who's in 101? Oh, wow. Wow. That was weak. I saw Ivan. Ivan's like, woo. And then we got the 201. Maybe it's like if you graduate 101 to 201, you get like more excited. I don't know. I don't know. But let's just make some noise for Jesus. Let's do that. Amen, amen. And then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples. And once again, for the ultimate goal of 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 around the world. And we got something we want to tell y'all about that's coming up this Wednesday. It is, oh, wait, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. I'm sorry. No, just leave it there. That's my bad. We're going to start a Christian club at your school. Ignite your school for Jesus. Come on. Make some noise for that. Oh, we got, a, we got a different beat on for that. Okay, 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 okay. And then this upcoming Wednesday, we got, I don't want to say it before the slide comes up, so I'm just going to, let's get real dramatic again. Shh. Doo -doo 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 -doo. East Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's next Sunday. Okay. <laughs> we got the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. services. And um, it's going to be an awesome time. We're going to have preaching, and we got some special stuff going on there. So I'm going to leave that where it is because it's going to be amazing. It doesn't even need the hype. It's just going to be crazy. So if you're going to that, I need you to make some noise. I'm looking at you, Ivan. Looking at you. All right. And then we got see you at the pool. There we go. This, that's not this Wednesday. That's next Wednesday, ain't it? Is that this? That's next Wednesday. Two Wednesdays, so not this Wednesday, Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that is see you at the pole, which is before school, you go out to the flagpole and you pray for your school. You claim it in the name of Jesus. If you want to do that, we got leaders that'll go with you, that'll wake up at like four in the morning and get prepared. No, I'm just kidding, but they'll get there before school starts. All right, now everybody stand to your feet for tithes and offerings. What is a tithe? Who knows, without looking at the board, as everybody looks at the board. Nathan, what is it? I'm looking at you. 10% of your total income. Okay, okay, okay. And what's the offering? I said offering. What's the offering? Offer. I got a little hood with it. Oh, I got uh, I got the prophet over here. Got young Elijah. Anything you give after your tithe. Okay, make some noise. They both got it right. I don't know if they looked, but we're going to make some noise anyway. It's okay. And then we got a question. What's my example today, Joby? What's, there's that, you just said 100 cents. There's no question there. I, I don't understand. <laughs> what is 10% of 100 cents? What, 50 cents? Did you say 50 cents? You better sit down, boy. What is 10% of 100 cents? 10 cents, 10 cents, is it 10 cents? It's a dime! <laughs> Y'all should know Joby by now. He, he don't play that way. All right, so what we're going to do now is going to bow our heads and pray. 
God, we come into your mighty name, and we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this Friday. We thank you for waking us up, God, and bringing us to this place, God. I pray that it would continue to bless the youth that are here, Lord, that they wouldn't be discouraged by the numbers, God, but they would be happy that Jesus is here, that Jesus is going to show up and show off in their lives. And I pray that you would bless the tithe as you bless us, Lord. You would use us to go through us so we can bless ministries and people in need, God, and it would ultimately be before your kingdom. In your mighty name we pray, Jesus. And everybody said amen. Drop a beat. Oh, that was hot. All right. Excuse me. I need two volunteers that want to play a game. Brian and Nathan. Yeah, prize is in, but too late now. Can we get some music, please? Like, that's fine. All right. Catch. Catch. All right, look. The first person. Right here, baby. You guys got a minute and a half. The first person, y'all know what to do, right? Y'all know what to do? You're supposed to take the bottle, flip it, just like, not like that. All right, wait, hold on. I didn't start the timer yet. Sheesh. No prize for him. He a little cheater. Just for that, it's a minute. Ready? You guys are ready? All right, three, two, one, go. Nathan won. Just once. Thank you, guys. Show offs. <laughs> hey, can I keep a water, please? Why you guys want to be generous? Thanks. Oh, okay. Who wants this? Should have caught it. All right. Welcome to Elevate. We're here every Friday night at 7 p.m. This light is ultra bright. Dropping bars just by talking. That's what I do. All right, welcome to Elevate. We're here every Friday at 7 p.m. You guys already know who's new here. All right, we got a little deceiver in the house. <laughs> All right, well, my surface is not working. It's okay, I'll preach without the technology. I don't need it. All right, so before we get into this word of prayer, oh, and by the way, the reason why I chose that game is because we're talking about water. Could you not put it up yet? Thank you. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> oh, time to. All right. So the reason why I chose the, the little water game is because today we're talking about a lot of water, a lot of it. Okay. So I just thought, huh, might as well have fun while I'm preaching. All right. All right. Let us pray. Father, God, we thank you for an awesome day, God, where we get to meet here at Elevate and share in your presence, God, and uh, 
God, we know we're not worthy to be in your presence, but God, you chose us. God, you chose to step out, God, and and put it all on the line for us, God, so we give you all the glory, God. And I pray that tonight, God, your word would be preached, God, not by my will, God, but by your Holy Spirit. I pray that your Holy Spirit would pierce hearts even tonight, Lord Jesus, so that we can all receive a revelation and go to the next level, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to have to restart this bad boy. Of course, right? The devil is a liar. Everybody say the devil is a liar. All right, well, let's, let's all go to Hebrews. Oh, wait, you can put the picture up now. Sorry. Put the picture up. We are still in our heroes of faith sermon. <clears throat> we are still in our heroes of faith sermon series. And today we're talking about nobody. Oh, hold on. No, hold on. Chill. I mean, we are, but we're not. Right? So I'm going to just preach like this real quick. So today we're... <laughs> Oh, I got it. I, work, I got it to work. So today we're talking about nobody. The reason why is because there's not a certain person we're going to display for you guys. So go to Hebrews 11, 29 real quick, and then we'll go back to this awesome picture. I made it. Yours truly. All right. So here it is. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. So you see how we're not talking about a certain person today? We're not. We're talking about the people. Who are the people? Anybody know? Anybody? Thank you, S-U-M-er. Always the S-U-M-er. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. So who wants to come up here and try to guess what we're talking about since it's not a person? Anybody? So good. You guys have no idea. Ashley. She's going to give us a gist of what's going on here. Because if you were to just read this, you're like, okay, what are they talking about? What people passed through? What color sea and what dry land Egyptians did what? Come on. Give us what you got. We're talking about when the Red Sea parted so the Israelites could go on in their journey and flee from the Egyptians that they were taken captive by. I would drop it if this wasn't expensive, believe me. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm not letting this might get destroyed. Amen. So, yes, we're talking about the, the Israelites running away from the Egyptians. Sorry, running away from the Egyptians. Why the, the Egyptians were after them. Now, I don't know if Carmen mentioned this last week, but there's 10 plagues that hit Egypt. So God was like, I'm going to take my people out of Egypt. Because how many know the Israelites are God's people, right? So God's like, I'm going to take my people out of Egypt and I'm going to make it happen even though Pharaoh's not going to let them. So it took 10 times. God tried to help them one time. Pharaoh's like, no, nah, you ain't leaving. And then God had to do it a second time. And then Pharaoh's like, no, nah, you ain't leaving. It took 10 times before Pharaoh said, all right, all right, all right. I can't take it anymore. I mean, they had a whole bunch of bugs. They're called locusts. Their river turned to blood. They had their firstborn die. It's like so many things that God is like, you're going to make. My, my people are going to leave and I'm going to make you. God wasn't playing games, right? So, yeah, they were leaving Egypt. Pharaoh finally said, okay, they can go because uh, he was fed up with the ten plagues, right? He was like, I'm done. Now, one thing is cool about, before we get into the, the Exodus scripture, which is going to give us the gist of the story, was that God led the Israelites away from a war. 
but it was actually the, the closest route. So if you're going from point A to point B, you want to get there the fastest, right? Well, the Israelites will, are like, well, that's the fastest route. But God's like, no, you're not going that route. You're going this way towards the Red Sea. And they're like, what? You know, it's, they have to go through the desert and all that. But they're like, God, it's like right there. It's so close. But what God was doing, God was eliminating the factor of them getting into a war, which they did not know. And the reason why, I'm not making this up, by the way, okay, it's in the Bible. The reason why is because if they were to get into a war, they might change their mind and actually want to go back to Egypt. Did you guys know that the Israelites were slaves in Egypt for 430 years? Can you imagine that? So we're talking about the heroes of faith, and we get through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all these people. And then 430 years later, Moses comes along. That's a long wait. They were in Egypt for this whole time. When Joseph preached two weeks ago, he was talking about how they were in Egypt. They were there for 430 years. So 430 years later, we're at this point where Moses is commanded by God to take the Israelites out of Egypt. And, and uh, everything seems like it's good to go. But that's not how it appears. So Josephus, Joseph, if you can go to Exodus 14, verse 10, and we're going to read it together. I really pray that you guys receive today. There's an amazing message that God wants to um, let you guys know that you guys could receive this tonight and really go to that next step of faith, okay? We're there? All right, we're there. It's going to be more than verse 10, though, so it's going to continue on. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, as Pharaoh approached, comma, the Israelites looked up. And there was the Egyptians marching after them. So they're chasing them, right? They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. Didn't we say that to you, Moses? You hard-headed. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in a desert. So the people lacked faith right there. They're like, okay, they're after us and we're going to die. You should have just left us in Egypt. We wouldn't have to have this whole thing going on. And mind you, this is after they've seen the 10 plagues. So they're already complaining and they're like, Ugh, like we're not going to make it. We're going to die. They already lacked faith. Now, the Israelites, they struggled with believing that God was really with them. And what I want to kind of touch on is how. How is that possible? They watched the 10 plagues hit Egypt. 10 things that happened against Egypt. They watched that. And then they leave Egypt and they're still lacking faith. How? They get, they, they're just like, oh God, are you, are you even real? We're not even going to trust in you right now because it's, I don't see it happening. We're going to die. That's it. Egypt, Egypt got us back. Because, mind you, God already knew that the Israelites' mind was already set, I want to go back, right? God led them away from the war to a, a place that there's no war so they wouldn't change their mind. But they're already changing their mind. They're like, you should have just left us. Today we're talking about firm faith. We want to get you to a point where you would say, I, my faith is so firm that I'm not going to turn back to Egypt. That was a really weird turn, but amen. You wanna get, we want to get you to a point. All of us, myself included, where we say, no, I am not going to go back to my place, my place without God. Because the Israelites, 
they, didn't, they weren't worshiping the Lord in Egypt. They were slaves to Egypt. Egypt had them eating out the palm of their hands. The Israelites were working for the Egyptians, and the Egyptians had their own God. But God wasn't giving up on the Egyptians. You see, us, in our walk with Christ, we get to a point where we feel like it's all over. Like, like we can't live for Jesus anymore. And you guys just started school, so I think this message is right on point. Because you had a good summer. Let's say you've been following Jesus all summer. Then now you get into school and you have friends that are not about Jesus, right? Quote, unquote, the Egyptians. The Egyptians were not about God, right? They wanted to keep the Israelites and keep them as slaves. And believe it or not, the devil is looking to turn your head around from God and have you come back to work for his kingdom. How many know that the devil's kingdom is, is, is here on earth? That the, he's having people work for him. Talk about the people that are saying, hey, man, let's smoke. Or talk about the guy or the girl that wants you to do some, some ungodly stuff with them. See, the devil's trying to get us back to his side. But God is like, no, nah, I have something better for you. And if you look at this picture, you could almost guess what God has better for us. We're going to continue on, okay? Verse 13 of that chapter 14, okay? Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, will, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Let's say that again so we understand what Moses is telling God's people. Do not be afraid. Remember, this is after they were complaining, like, we're going to die here. Like, we can't go. We can't go anywhere. They're going to kill us. Like, you know. Moses said, no, don't be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. We need only to be still. Did it say, you know, chuck up the deuce, get ready to knock someone out? It is, no, Moses didn't say that. Moses said, just be still. We're going to continue on verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. How many know at that point you're like, huh? Like, <laughs> okay, God, you want me to, like, it doesn't happen. You don't just see like, okay, here we go. Then the, you know, the seas part. But that was God's command, right? God said, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after the Israelites. Because who would be dumb enough to, you know, go between the waters, right? And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew, went behind them. The pillar of cloud moved from in front and went behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and the Israelites, right? Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so, either went, so neither went near the, all, near the other all night long. Separated the armies, okay? In case you didn't know what that meant. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all the night... 
All that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry ground. The waters literally were divided. If I wish I had my other water bottle here, it would be awesome. But the waters were divided. You can see in the picture, he's going to put it up right now. The waters were completely divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the left and a wall of water on the right. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. And during the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down in the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion, and he killed the Egyptians. Okay? So we got through the story. And if you want me to give you a summary, here it is. The Israelites escaped. Egypt went after them. They then got scared, and they said, oh, we're better off being slaves. And then Moses was like, no, don't be afraid. Stand firm. Don't look, don't look back. And then they went through the sea by the command of God because Moses stretched out his hand, right? So today we're talking about firm faith. Now, remember that part where I said the Lord will fight for you? I think some of us need to understand this. Can we go back to the Hebrew verse, please? The Lord will fight for you. And this is why it's possible that by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. You see, we need to understand that God is already ready to fight our battles. That, that pillar of cloud and that pillar of fire we talked about, that was God. He was leading them. He was guiding them through the back. He's like, I'm with you. You don't have to be afraid. I'm with you. The Egyptians ain't going to hurt you. They're going to try, but they're going to die. It's bars all day. <laughs> so we need to understand that God is willing to fight for us. But some of us here need to stop looking at the Red Sea and saying, I can't get through. If God is saying there is a way through, stop saying, I can't get through. See, God is trying to fight for us. And what is he trying to fight exactly? Whatever it is you're putting in front of him. You see, if your heart is for Jesus, right? If your heart is for God, like, God, I want you, then he is going to fight for you. Anyone that comes against you, the devil, your friends, they try to take you away. As long as you get on your knees and you pray to Jesus, he's willing to fight your battles for you and not let you get swallowed in by the world. You see, in this story, the Egyptians represents the world. The world meaning people without God. The world and its desires, the world and its ways, the, the same world that the devil influenced and manipulated people and lied to people with. That's the world we're talking about. And you see, we're around us walk with God, and we just think it's too hard because we can't, we can't come past this thing. Some of us go through one-on-one, and we can't get past less than three bars. I'm sorry, just happening all day. Bars all day up here. <coughs> Some of us do one-on-one, we can't get past less than three. Why? It's because we try to fight our own battles. And we as as Christians need to learn how to let the Lord fight our battles because if we fight our own battles, then guess what? That sea is not going to part. And I said in this story, the Egyptians represented the world. The people represent you. And the sea represents the beginning of your breakthrough. See, though tonight we're talking about firm faith, it was, it was so my intention to talk about breakthrough. 
Because if you think about the heroes of the faith that we've been talking about up until this point, it's been work and work and work, and they had to, you know, go by blind faith, or they had to rely upon God for something, and, and finally they're, they're getting somewhere. But then they were in slavery for 430 years. And then God leads them to this way that he wants them to go, which is, which is longer, but less of a fight with wars and stuff. And they're stuck. It's like they're cornered, in a, like in a corner. And they think all is over. Like, that's it. We're dead. They even said it. They're like, we're dead. You brought us out here to die. Like, what's up? But the sea is our breakthrough. It's the beginning of our breakthrough. What we need to understand from this story is that if, we if we're going to have faith like the people, we need to start stepping in that, in that dry ground. We need to start walking as if those waters are not going to tumble in on us. See, my question is, what's so hard about trusting Jesus? What is it? You can't answer it. I definitely can't answer it. Well, I probably can. But what's so hard about saying, God, I want you. I don't want the sin. I don't want the world. I just want you. What's so hard about it? And I've been serving Elevate for 16 months now. And I'm sorry, I don't have a solution to the formula and how you could trust God better. But the Heroes of the Faith series is exactly that. How do you take the word of God and say, this is all I need to do what God wants me to do? And we've learned about awesome heroes and what they did for the faith. But this is the first time we're not talking about a hero. We're talking about the people. We're talking about you. If you want to be the heroes of faith that happened before this point, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to be a hero yourself. You can't be an Abraham before you start being the people and say, I want a breakthrough. What's a breakthrough? A breakthrough in spiritual, you know, spiritual language, you hear breakthrough in, in Christianese a lot. A breakthrough is a, 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 a moment in your faith where you finally reach the barrier. Where you say, I'm no longer where I once was. It could be a prayer request. It could be a next level in spirituality. It could be sin. You could say, I found my breakthrough. I no longer deal with that. Right? That's what a breakthrough is. And the Israelites had to rely upon the word of God to get through this sea. Because they knew that once they did, they will be away from the Egyptians. And sure enough, God destroyed the Egyptians. God is willing to destroy whatever is in our life that is causing us to sin. God is willing to destroy everything in our life that is keeping us from reaching our full potential in him. And God, bars, and God is trying to, <laughs> God is trying to eliminate and kill off anything that is keeping us from looking at the Red Sea as our moment of breakthrough. You know when breakthrough happens? Breakthrough happens when you're at your last thread and you're ready to, you're ready to, um, you're ready to go through it. Breakthrough happens when you're about to give up, but you pray that extra prayer. Breakthrough happens when you're about to walk away, but for some reason, by faith, you're saying, let me try another time. You guys ever try to cross the street and you see a little press button to walk? You know it don't work, but you press it anyway. <laughs> you try to press it and you're like, does it work? No, it don't work. And that's kind of what breakthrough is. You're like, oh, I don't want to walk away from this button, but it's so tempting. I'm going to just try it. Will we have faith like the Israelites? Because like I said, you can't be a Moses. You can't be an Abraham. You can't be an Isaac or Jacob unless you get your breakthrough. 
If you're still living in slavery, slave to sin, you haven't found your breakthrough. You're still on this side of the Red Sea. You need to get to the other side. And God is with you. God is with us. He's not going to take you this far then abandon you like, oh, you're there. The Egyptians are about to kill you. Make your own way. He's not that kind of God. The same way he's not that kind of God that gets you here to elevate and he sees you struggling in sin and he's going to say, you deal with it. He's not that kind of God. You see, God... His expectation for us in Elevate is to meet him here, to meet him. And if you haven't found your breakthrough yet, then I pray that tonight's the night. Can you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10? We're going to get on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is the New Testament. This is the promise that comes straight from the revelation and the grace of Jesus Christ. If you have faith in Jesus Christ and his powerful work on the cross, then no temptation overtaking you that what is, other than what is common to mankind, and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will provide a way out. Tonight, God is intending to provide a way out of whatever we are going through. Remember that. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Now, another factor of stand firm is saying you've made up your mind. You see, the Israelites had to make up their mind that they're going to trust in what the Lord said. And they're going to walk between this big wall of sea and on this dry ground. They had to make up their mind. They had to say, it's either all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And what a coincidence, that's what God wants from us. He either wants all of us or he don't want none of us. If you're saying, God, I want to give you my Friday nights and I'll, I'll sit here and worship you. But when it comes to my, my, my personal life, you stay out of that, God. No, he's not going to help you out. You're going to drown out just like the Egyptians. But God is not calling us to barely make it through the Red Sea. He's not even calling us to have a sprinkle of water on us. Where we could say, oh Lord, look what you did. No, he's calling us to walk on dry ground and say, this is a safe place of the Lord to walk in. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. If you could all stand to your feet, please. And brother, you could put on, you could put a Proverbs 4 real quick. Not real quick, real quick. So once we get Proverbs 4, before I read Proverbs 4, I want you guys to really receive this and think about where you are. If you're waiting for a breakthrough, if you're waiting for another, another step spiritually where you could say, I'm not that same person I was. I used to deal with this. Now I'm set free. Just like the Israelites, I used to be a slave to the Egyptians. Now I'm set free. You see, the Israelites, they, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing, but it's true. They missed the Egyptians. They wanted to go back. They wanted to go back to slavery. 
That's how much they didn't want to trust God. And I know that some of us here would want to go back to our sin or the way the world, the way we like the world, because we think following Jesus is too hard or we're restricted and it's not better on the other side of the Red Sea. But that's where our faith comes in. Tonight, if you haven't got to that point of breakthrough, tonight is your breakthrough. Tonight is where you say, I'm giving it all or nothing. Because you know that if you give nothing, if you, if you don't give your all, then you're going to be drowned out. You're going to be with the world. Thanks, Stephanie. So the call today is to have firm faith. The faith that says, I'm not going to be tempted anymore because I found my breakthrough. I'm not going to keep struggling with this because I found my breakthrough. And God knows your heart. He wants to know if your heart is his. We, can we start in verse 10? Oh, that is verse 10. Sorry. Now, when I read this, take this from Jesus. Take this as a word from the Lord. Okay? Because this is, this is your call to break through. This is your call to have firm faith. Okay? Listen, my son. Accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along the straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble and fall, right? Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go, right? Hold on to what God is telling you. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Imagine what the Israelites, what was going through the Israelites' head. Like, if I don't hold on to this instruction to walk through this wall, sea of walls, walls of seas, wall of seas, then I'm going to die. They had to hold on to it well, right? Guard it because that's their life right there. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. Right? The Israelites were not going to go back to the Egyptians. They were not going to go back there. Once they stepped in the Red Sea, they're like, either I turn back, I get killed, or I keep going forward and live. The evildoers cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of righteousness is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. You guys ever looked at your friend and you're like, that's dumb. Why are you doing that? They don't know the harm it brings to them. The, the wicked don't know that they're doing wicked. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because that's the first thing the devil tries to get. That's the first thing your ungodly friends try to get. They try to get what gets you. For everything you do, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Remember, this is your call to breakthrough. So those of you who are cursing, keep corrupt 
Keep corrupt talk from your lips. You're called a breakthrough, amen? Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet. Be careful where you put your trust. Be careful where you walk. And keep your eyes focused. What your eyes should be focused on? Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your ears to Jesus. Your friend is saying, want, wanting you to do something ungodly. Keep your ears on Jesus. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right. Do not turn to the left and keep your foot from evil. Your own flesh, your own flesh will guide you in the ways of evil and you won't even know it. All of a sudden you're stuck in a haze and you're just like, uh, this is my life and you never got your breakthrough. You came to church but never got your breakthrough. You try to worship Jesus but never got your breakthrough. Why? Because you haven't kept your mouth from saying corrupt words and you haven't kept your eyes focused on Jesus and you, you've looked to the left and to the right and you were just like the Egyptians that said, I would have been better off at school smoking weed with my boys and not saying, Jesus, I need you more. Not saying, I want to get high off the most high. You see, let's not get to the Red Sea and say, oh, I can't go past this point. I can't give this to you, Jesus. This is mine, Jesus. Make up your mind. Tonight is the call to stand firm. Tonight is the call to, to break through. Overcome what you've been dealing with. Overcome it. Stop staying behind the Red Sea. Begin to understand what's on the opposite side of this, this, this walk that you're going to do. That's going to cause you to have faith. You want to be a hero of faith? Your first call to be a hero is for breakthrough. Stand firm. Make up your mind and follow Jesus. Let us pray. Father, God, teach us, God, teach us and instruct us how to stand firm, God, to see things the way you see things, God, to not be, not be turned over to the enemy, God, not to be stuck where we are, God. But Lord God, the Israelites passed through the Red Sea because they let you fight their battles. And God, today, God, I pray that we would understand that you desire to fight our battles, Lord. You don't intend for us to fight on our own, God, because if we try to fight on our own, we'll mess it all up. God, teach us how to be victorious, God, in this place. We're going to do some prayer tonight. We're going to let the Lord lead as he pleases. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would flood this room. God, with your presence, 
Flood this room with your freedom, oh God, so that we can receive it, God. Flood this place with an abundance of faith, God, where we can step forward, God, and, and go into our breakthrough and finally leave behind the things that was holding us back, God. The things that were keeping us as slaves, oh Lord. Let us shake off the chains of the enemy, God, and walk forward through this sea, God. Walk forward through the thing that keeps us, Lord. Let us overcome the, the sin that the whole world tries to put on us, God. Let us overcome the temptation of the enemy, God. Let us overcome the influence of the enemy, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, I ask you, God, that tonight would be a night of breakthrough, God. That we would step out in faith. And we wouldn't look to the left or to the right, God. But we would keep our eyes focused on you, O oh Lord. I'm going to invite you here to the front of the altar if you want to answer that call to break through. You come to this altar if you want that breakthrough. And we're going to pray the Holy Spirit's power over you. With the fear of the Lord in our hearts, we're going to pray this because we believe that, that God wants to set you free. Holy Spirit, we could have some leaders already start to come, but I don't want leaders to come unless they already have a clearance from the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, flood this place, God. Flood this place, oh Lord. Flood this place, oh God. We have some sisters over here that need some prayer. If we can get some female prayer workers. Oh, Holy Spirit, flood this place, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, flood this place, oh God. Hallelujah. That's right. We're not alone, oh Lord Jesus. We're not alone, Jesus.
God, we pray for breakthrough in this place, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, begin to minister to hearts right now, Lord. Jesus, we want more of you, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is this is when we turn to you, Lord. This is when you receive your 